So I'm starting. Okay, so um, welcome everyone to our Thicker Than Water podcast. It's been a very, 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 very long time. But um, we just figured with everything going on in the world, it would be good to kind of reconnect and come back with our thoughts on everything that's going on. Um, as usual, we have myself, Lady May. We have Tony. Hello. We have um, we have NT. What up? What up? What up? And we have Jerry. Hey guys. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into the beautiful life of 2020. Does anyone kind of want to start us off like where we where we left off? Because I think the last the last episode we had was when Noah was just born. Oh really? Oh yeah, and that's right? when the schedules got crazy. My my schedule got crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, we came back to announce that Noah was born and that we were going to be MIA a little bit. I think I think that was the last time. Yeah. So um, since since then, has anything happened that you would like to talk about, like a quick summary before we get into twenty twenty? Um, not not particularly. I mean, Noah is about to be two in August, so That's wow, crazy. time flies. Um, yeah, I guess life goes on, and you just yeah, sort of I, go ahead, Tony. I think- I think also generally, I think there's been a lot of movement in everybody's life, you know, career-wise, just growth-wise, spiritual-wise, yeah. mental-wise. You know, I think we've all grown. You know, we're we still all trying to figure things out, you know, because I guess life is just a never-ending sort of learning experience, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's I think what you'd expect from thinking people, people who want to be progressive, you know, people who want to learn what you would expect to find in two years has happened, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, and then crazy 2020 showed up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with Tony. I agree with Tony. I mean, life, life goes on, you know, everything that you can expect, you know, just dealing with ups and downs, you know, highs and lows, um, you know, just, you know, trying to make the best out of every experience, you know, that's pretty much what has been going on. And I'm sure everybody out there has been experiencing the same type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One no thing that happened, um, in our, oh, one thing that happened in our lives, um, last year was we lost our grandma. So that was kind mm-hmm. of like the major difference that I would, that like the major event that happened, um, to us, so that was last year already. It's already like over a year. Mm, That's crazy. Yeah. So that was twenty um, twenty nineteen. Yeah, before Super Duper twenty twenty came through. Yeah, and with Grandma's and, and, thing, and, um, you know, I it's think it's worth through. mentioning yeah. that we're no into going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were all able to go to to Ghana for that. So I, I think yeah. that also. It's a good thing of like sort of a milestone that has happened in this gap that we were all able to like go down and go to Kumasi and um, and and for the funeral and also spend time in East Ligon. So that was even though it was for 
a sad occurrence of us losing our grandmother, it was also good to connect and go back to Ghana for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it was very bittersweet because it was the first time that we had all been together in Ghana with our cousins and everything in a very, very, very long time. So it was good to reconnect. But then it's like the situation that we were reconnecting for wasn't the greatest, but it was very fun. Exactly. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And we got to go to Kumasi too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't only Accra, it was also Kumasi. And, you know, grandma being the matriarch, I guess she was in her 90s, you know. So it was yeah. one of those ones where you are honoring her life. She had a good life. You know, but at the same time, as Lady said and NT said, we got to all be together into some sort of a, you know, um, makeshift sort of family reunion, which was actually pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. But I have to just mention, since you brought it up that um, we got to go to Kumasi, I just have to mention that Tony is very, very, very popular in Kumasi. Yeah. Everywhere we go, if you are not if you are not with Tony, they don't want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> because me, I have flashbacks of Kumasi man growing up. I don't even know what age I was. I must have been. I don't know whether four or five and stuff, just sort of roaming the streets of Kumasi barefoot, playing with sardine keys with the neighborhood kids. Yeah, I was straight eating the abitia and diehuo and some crazy food. And I I have flashbacks. I don't know how old I was, but I definitely have flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like I'll be walking around and I guess because I look like mama, so then they'll, they'll like I'll just see like a random person will just come up to me. They'll be like, "Ah, we are nana," but and I'll be like, "Yeah." They're like, "Ah, not you we're here." <laughs> In other words, we don't want to have anything to do with you. Where is Tony? Kubala <laughs> <laughs> <Cool ball of laughs> status. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So let's go into 2020. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? I think think for this, everyone should just go and take like a minute or two to give what their brief assessment is of 2020 up to this time. (laughs) I'll start, but I mean, I don't have much to say, but I don't know whether this is a Bible Bible verse (laughs) or it's something I heard in school or something when they said like the son of man shall appear like a thief in the night, you know? (laughs) To me, that's how I kind of view 2020. It showed up like a thief in the night. Cool. You know, because you think about, you know, 31st December 2019 and all the promise going into such a nice year, you know, 2020. You know, everybody was making plans like, <laughs> yo, I'm going to, uh, 2020 is the year's year, you know? And 2020 <laughs> said, you relax, guys. And you relax. <laughs> 2020 said I got something for you wait wait I'm coming <laughs> yeah man that's that's all yeah. I'm gonna say <laughs> um, I can go next um, I was actually talking to someone um, who had like this is about a week or two weeks ago 
who had like um uh, I, sometimes I can't really make out Australian accent from like British and um, those oh, accents. Good. Yeah. Um, but I had assumed that she was um, from the UK and we're talking um, briefly, like as most conversations start now about like how crazy this year has been. And um, I said something like, yeah, man, this 2020 has been going sideways ever since Kobe died. Mm. And, she said, <coughs> she coughed, and she's like, well, I'm Australian. It seems you've forgotten the fires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I got something for 2020 you. 2020 has been messed up for a long time. <laughs> and I, I felt so bad. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that was, like, crazy, too. And she just went about, like, all the animals that died and, like, the, yeah. the nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she hit me on some different angle. And it just made me think that wow, this year no one was was prepared. No. Yeah, and it, it just keeps unfolding, and one month is more gangster than the other. It's true. It's true. Hopefully not. It's true. It's true. Because we yeah. have six months to go, so hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I'll go next. No. I. Th- I think for me, like I. T- I tend to like take you know, more of like the historical like perspective, you know, like I always think about, you know, like let, let's go, let's go back in time, you know, like before like a world war, you know, mm-hmm. or something, you know, like life was going on as normal, you know, people were doing their mm-hmm. normal everyday re- regular things and not realizing that, you know, just, you know, a, around the corner, you know, something huge, you know, mm-hmm. was, was about to happen, you know? So for me, like I'm thinking about, wow, the fact that, we actually get to live in such a historical, you know, time. Like this is going to be in the history books. Like mm-hmm. 2020 is mm-hmm. always going to go down as that e- that year that, you know, things turn upside down, especially when you've been so used to, you know, um, the months going normally, everything mm-hmm. happening, you know, like mm-hmm. you used to, like, you know, it's um, it's winter, then spring, then fall. And this is what you do you in the summer. You take, exactly. Right. You take, you take it for granted. So it's one of those things where it just really hits home. Like, wow, we are actually living in, in those times, mm-hmm. in those times that we didn't really, you know, like you don't go around your normal daily life thinking that you're going to experience such life changing events. But this is like one of them, you know, yeah. so I'm constantly I reminded, I'm constantly that. reminded by, you know, by the time that we're living in. It's kind of crazy. But let me tell you, so, okay, so January, so I was in Ghana um, in December. I had some, I was working. And then January, I had to go to Japan. And I remember when I was on the plane to go, I was texting Jerry because that was around the same time that there was some Iran something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, and then my flight from Ghana to Japan was through Dubai. So Jerry was the one, because Jerry normally knows about security stuff. So Jerry was the one kind of like telling me like, okay, like, you know, if you're in Dubai, like go from your gate fast to the other gate, like don't waste time. And I was even saying that, oh, luckily I have a Ghana passport now. So if anything, I'll say I'm Ghanaian, like whatever, whatever. So then I, luckily nothing happened. I get to Japan. And then Jerry again is like, oh, by the way, <laughs> they are saying that there's something called Corona. There's something <laughs> called Corona, but it's in, um, it's in China and it's in some parts of like, it's going around Asia. 
And then I was like, so then yeah. I will be talking to Jerry and I'm like, oh, because of the time difference. So when it's Colorado, like when it's like really late or something like it's really early in Japan. So then I'm about to start my day. I'm like, I'm going out. Jerry's like, Charlie, don't go out to, or make sure you wear your, your mask. I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever. This Corona thing, it will pass, whatever. Hey, then I'm there. I just take a nap one day. I wake up, Kobe is dead. I was like, okay. So then that's when I started getting a feel that... <laughs> 2020, it's a different different species. So then I got to to Ghana in March or whatever. When I got to Ghana, like, I was so careful. Like, I remember I told mama and stuff that, you know, like, when I get here, I wouldn't even hug them because it's like in the plane, I was wearing, like, gloves and face masks and everything. I was like, I wouldn't hug them, whatever. But Ghana was taking it light. Like, it wasn't an issue in Ghana. So I was like, I really like this thing is real. And then, and then we started hearing about the chaos in New York and Italy. Then Ghana started Ooh. getting crazy. And then, so it, then they, they closed the borders and everything in Ghana and then the protests. <laughs> so let me tell you, 2020 is a whole, I don't know what's happening. I'm not dealing with it very well at all. Like we've had Zoom calls the four of us and then our other cousins. And I've told you guys that, yeah, me, I'm not dealing with this thing at all. Like I'm not seeing the silver lining. Sometimes I try and see the silver lining, but it's not that sparkly at all. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what else we can handle. Honestly, what like personally I can Mm -hmm. handle like 2020 is really one thing. One thing I want to add quickly here, like for anyone listening is that like how lady said she would hit Jerry up and ask like what the like what the fuck's really going on security wise and all that. Just want to say that that's something everyone in the family does because Jerry yeah. always seems to have the real because of like um where he works and just like how much he reads. So he's always the guy we go to and funny little thing, I was speaking to one of our cousins in London, Doreen, and um just this week and she was asking about all my brothers, asking about uh, Lady. And she said, ah, that your brother Jerry, what? He's FBI or CIA now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. It's not true. Whoever is, we have our secret service is listening. It's not true. It's not true. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no. This <laughs> I was there like, we no. Go, yeah. I was like, no, Jerry just knows a lot. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Jerry saying yeah. that's so funny by the kid. <laughs> Jerry saying that's so funny, but everybody shut up yeah. Alexa. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. I, just to add though, um, 2020, I mean, one thing that I think also, you know, uh, sort of an umbrella over the whole 2020 is this. I don't I don't even know that they are called memes or they are called, mm-hmm. I don't know, one of those sort of things that I think Lady sends it at least once yeah. a week or, or twice a week. And it's just to like the whole family group, including Jenny and Jeffrey. And she'll say, um, oh, quick, quick question. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is really going on? <laughs> is there, I think, I every, think, in, I think in March April, in March or April, mm-hmm. I said it every day. It's true. <laughs> and it's always relevant. 
And no matter when she says it, it's relevant because every day something happens. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's, wow. It's, it's hard. But what, so how are you guys dealing mentally, everyone? How is your mental? With 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, I I have to say that, like, just with the changes that's that's happened, like, not going into the office, just whole new sort of, like, way of life, and then now the, the, the protests happening. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that, for me, it keeps on... I have, I have some other thought that just keeps on coming that, yo, this is bigger than what anybody thought. Mm-hmm. Like, all these things were just supposed to happen for some, some bigger realization to set in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, and then now to, I guess, the most recent phase of 2020 with the, the way black people are fucking being killed and the one just happened in Atlanta too um, that I was just like looking at the guy asleep in the, in the Wendy's and yeah. then it escalated to him being shot. Like now a lot of mine has just morphed into anger. Me too. In addition, yeah, in addition to like all the stuff I'm dealing with mentally, I'm just angry about stuff so because i just feel like I, I think it's something tony said like before i guess when i moved here i would see the african americans here as different and like mm. you know i had a certain different lane i would play but yeah we all black but now i just see it like that could have been me yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah, and i'm anyone. very just like yeah. pissed off like very pissed off at everything that's happening right now very angry Enti, it's, it's almost like you heard my conversation this morning with Mama because I was just telling her how, you know, by the way, yesterday was Enti's birthday. So happy birthday, Enti. But thank then you, it was, thank you, thank you. Happy birthday. Yesterday was, one, yesterday was three months since Brianna Taylor was killed. And still, no arrests made. Mm. And, mm. and they have passed a law using her name, saying that what happened was illegal, but then no arrests have been made. And I told my mother that that could have been me sleeping mm-hmm. in my apartment, mm-hmm. and then they had to barge in and kill yeah. Oh, anyway. mm-hmm. yeah. Like, for no yeah. reason. It's, it makes me very angry, honestly. Mm. And I like, but what I like about this time is I'm free to be angry because everybody is angry, and even the white people are pretending, or whether they mean it or whatever, at least they are giving us the room to be angry so I can go on LinkedIn and, and vent yeah. where I would normally mm-hmm. not vent. I can go on Instagram and vent because I don't care anymore. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. 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 That's hard. I think another difference in yeah. this time, you know, okay, maybe I'll start first but with then, sort of how I'm dealing with um, yeah. 2020. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll just, I mean, I think 2020, the hardest part about what's going on is that, you know, um, I think every human being, you know, no matter where you are in life, you know, what gives you a sense of, you know, um, I guess, ambition or, you know, a sense of what, a sense of peace is what you could be, right? It's what you could be when you put your mind to Mm. something and what the future holds whether it's with you, whether it's your kids, whether it's with some plants you are, you have, some right. things you're planting in the ground that are eventually going to grow, right? That's what sort of gives everybody a level of stability, mm-hmm. you know? And 
2020 kind of took that away. You know, it sort of snatched that, oh, long-term thinking, how are things going to be, how it just kind of made it so day-to-day. You know, you can't tell, tell the difference between Monday or Wednesday or Friday or Saturday. It's just all a jumble. And when you do that, it really affects the mind. And I think everybody is going through that. Yeah. So that's just my general sort of thought yeah. about you yeah. know, 2020. But in terms of the whole black killings and all that stuff, I think one thing it made me realize, though, is that a lot of the people you've been dealing with, even the cool sort of white people, the power has always been in their hands. Like, it's almost like it's their right to to choose whether they want to treat you equal. Like, I'll see whether I really like black folk. Like, it's I'll see whether I want to hire black folk. I'll see Mm -hmm. whether I want to give you. It's almost like the power was with them. And what's happening to what lady was saying is that the power is being taken back. Like, no, as a human being, I these are rights that are God-given. You know, I don't need yeah. you to exactly. feel comfortable right. yeah. with whether yeah. you right. are not racist or whatever, you know. So that's something I'm starting to really realize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just wow, want to yeah. you know, piggyback off. Um, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off what um, Tony, Tony was saying about how you know, um, you know, 2020, you know, kind of put everyone's, you know, plans, you know, like on hold, you know, and for mm-hmm. me, I think what it also revealed to me um, is, is we were reminded of our own limitations, you know, like I think, yeah, yeah. I think, and that was very, that's a very, very important thing, because I think, you know, in some ways, human beings were getting out of hand, you know, and, and we've been like this, very, you know, very for, much so. <laughs> very much Very so, you know, you know, and and yes, and yes, we can plan, and we should be able to plan, and we should make goals, and we should be able to achieve what you know we set our sights on, you know. But at the same time, I think there was a missing element of humility, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. was just proceeding as as if we have complete control, and we don't. We've never had control. You right. know, we're just here. We don't even know why we are here. You right. know, we have no idea. You know, and I, we have exactly. no, no, no idea. And I, and I think, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know how long, you know, this like lesson will last in everyone's head or even if it's sinking in, you know, but I think it, th- what is missing, you know, is that kind of like humility in understanding that, hey, guess what? Everybody's trying to figure it out. You know, yes, we create governments and we create systems and we mm-hmm. have supermarkets and stores and all these things that make life seem amazing. But at the end of the day, we all don't know, you know, what is going on. So sometimes we got to take a step back, you know, accept the moment, like this moment that we are in of uncertainty, mm-hmm. you know, and use that to reevaluate how we, you know, how we, you know, um, we go through life and, and all the things that we try to, you know, try to accomplish. So that's kind of like, that's the message that I'm personally trying to take in, you know, for myself. And how do I renew, you know, become, become, become a new person based on what's going on, the stuff that we don't have control over. And, and then also with what NT said about this moment being bigger than what it is, Mm. you know, because just think about it, you know, if we didn't have COVID, there would Mm -hmm. be no quarantine. People would not be so frustrated Mm -hmm. to, with all this pent up energy, you know, to then respond so energetically to these type of violent situations that are going and on. Yeah. I feel also remember um, COVID also caused no sports, no vacations, exactly. no distractions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, the, 
So the moment, it was almost like the perfect type of storm, you know, where, you know, things kind of aligned. And, and, and now, you know, you have police officers taking a knee in the streets and Mitt Romney marching and saying Black Lives Matter. And I, I mean, that, that's almost impossible, you know, to think about how the, the response, you know, like Lady said, whether it's real or whether it's fake, who knows? But the fact that you have this type of mom momentum that you haven't seen mm -hmm. in so many years, like since like maybe even the civil rights movement, and you have all these forces aligning, you know, I think it really, really, really shows that, yeah, this moment was kind of meant, you know, yeah. to happen. You know, and it's kind of strange, but it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, me, um, like, for some reason, I'm not very forgiving, like, to the to the the white people, honestly, because it's like, look, I mean, the protests have been going on for, what, two and a half weeks, let's say. In these two and a half weeks, look at how everybody is coming out with their statements and they're changing policies, making Juneteenth a holiday. So you're trying to tell me that all these years you guys could have done this and then mm -hmm. it's like when Kaepernick is taking the knee, you make it such a mm -hmm. big deal. Mm -hmm. And then all you guys had to do was just go into one boardroom and just make these changes. And then like like that, it could be done. And mm -hmm. then you, you didn't do it. Like, I'm not that forgiving. Like me, it's like, it's great and everything. But it's like, I'm looking at everybody sideways because you, now we know what it really is. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying that we really need to stick together. Like black people, we are powerful. Like we really need to stick together because we can make some changes and we have to stick with this path that we're on. But yeah, like going back to the mental well-being, uh, like I said, I'm not doing great. It's a lot of things. <laughs> it's like not being able to plan stuff. A lot of things being canceled, um, being in Ghana. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that I'm, I'm home. I love that I'm with my parents and I get to see them and just like, cause I know if I wasn't in Ghana and this Corona thing was going on, I would be so concerned about like, are they really staying home? Are they sanitizing? Like I'd be so worried. I'll probably get sick from that. So I like that I'm here, but yeah. it's a whole different emotional toll that to stay in the home that you grew up in, like, and you don't know when you're going to leave. <laughs> it's, it's a different kind of yeah. emotional torture that I went through, but it is what it is. Like it's different times. So I just, I'm just mm -hmm. trying to like what um, Jerry said, see how I can change, like see how I can use this time to improve myself because. Right. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not easy. It, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, this time it's mad crazy. I mean, and, and also another thing we've been discussing like on, our own WhatsApp chats and stuff is how complicit we have been in terms of accepting what has been going on in the past. I think some more than others, I think I've been very complicit, not that I've been, you know, sort of teaming up with white people against black people, but I've also in my mind been saying that, you know, like what NT said in the beginning, like, like that's not me, you know, I'm an educated yeah. guy. You know, I am not a very sort of trusting person generally, so you're not going to be able to fool my mind. You know, I know why I'm not a political person, so I'm not trying to do some weird politics at work. You know, I'm, I'm just doing me, take care of myself, my family, and just kind of deal. I'm not going to go to a store and take anything, so the cops have no sort of reason to, you know. Um, so it's almost like 
indifference, you know, and I think indifference is even worse than being complicit or it's even worse oh, than being, yeah, yeah. Than, yeah. Than, 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 you know, just, it's, it's, it's the worst thing because it's like, what if even with the education and with, you know, where you've been able to get to, you know, you are like one fourth of where you should have been or one tenth of where you should have yeah. been because yes. of sort of institutional yeah. and systematic sort of racism. Because I know with my name, yeah. you know, in the past, because I'm now, how old am I now? 46 years old, right? You know, when I graduated from undergrad, which is what, I don't know, 25, whatever years ago or 24, 23 years ago, you know, and there were no sort of mm-hmm. LinkedIn type stuff. People couldn't see your face and stuff. And my name is very white. So I know that when I sent my resume, yeah. you know, uh, they were probably inviting me in because Anthony Hagen really mm-hmm. sounds like a white dude. And then when you come with your humble African it's a white man. sort of, yeah, exactly. It's a white, it's a white guy coming for an interview, but you come to an interview, you have an accent, you know, you are sort of humble, you know, you are not a threat. And then they kind of hire you. And then that's how you went through the system. But what if they were actually looking at you really based on, your real attributes. And that's probably something they weren't doing. So that whole, Oh, I'm better off or like I'm surviving. And it's like, okay, those guys are different from me. It's the dumbest thing I think I've ever done. And it's complicit. So everybody has to, you know, wake up, you know, we are all the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. And it's, and it's even a little bit harder being in Ghana because it's like, you talk to people in Ghana, like educated people, and they're like, yeah, but what was the guy doing? Like, why did he get killed? I'm like, what kind of, like, what are you talking about? Like, there's still that yeah. thing that is very, that, like, when you're in Ghana, it's worse. Because I, I think, like, what Tony was saying, I had it till maybe Trump got elected, and then I was like, Charlie, you're black. Like, you're not African, you're black. Like, that, I really got it after Trump got elected. But in Ghana, it's worse. But then, you know, a conversation that I was having with Mama was not to to for anyone to feel sorry for me or for us or whatever. But I was saying that imagine like we, right, like being black in America. You know what? Like you know when you go somewhere, people are looking at you somewhere. You know that if you go into a store, someone is going to follow you or whatever. You get used to it. But then it's like even like until recently even amongst my brothers or amongst my cousins or even like to my parents, I can't have those kinds of conversations with like, before this, I could never have those conversations with mama about how it feels to be black in America. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like you can't, so it's, also, it's like you're living two lives because it's like you come to Ghana or you get on the phone with your cousins in Ghana or anywhere else. And then it's like, you have to act like you're not even living where you are living because you can't even bring that up because then they'll be like, Oh, by you too. Are you, you've changed now. You think you're American. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it will take a whole other kind of conversation. So it's like, you have to suppress yeah. that conversation when you're talking to your African side, even though deep down, you know that you are going through your blackness. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Okay. Yep. But yeah. That, yeah. That's another thing that I, I noticed because like these conversations, when I, I'm having them with mama now, like with the George Floyd and the, and Brianna Taylor, and I get so passionate. She's like, yeah, lady, don't get so passionate. Like, you will start crying or you will get worked up. It's like, this is the first time that she's seen me like this about these kinds of issues because I've never been been able to bring it up or I've never had the chance to bring it mm-hmm. up to her like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, all walls are down. And I'm like, Charlie, this is what we're actually going through in America. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and I think, you know, there's, I mean, there has to be solidarity globally. That's why you're seeing it happening in other countries, exactly. protests and stuff. Exactly. Because it's worldwide. You see some, you see some elite, elitism, which is, to me, is the weirdest thing. When you have, let's say, Africans kind of almost like, oh, okay, what did he do? As if Africa is on some exactly. crazy, you know, um, honest, crazy exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like if, you know, actually what's happening in America to black people is the manis- manifestation of racism in a first world sort of, you know, um, place. If you want to see a manifestation of racism in a third world country, then go to Ghana. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's still right off. You see it. It's not that kind of stuff. You think that stuff is yeah, not, yeah. You know, and has, doesn't have its roots in colonialism and all that kind of stuff. So don't think that right. because, let's say, you're in Ghana, you have it better than the sort of African-Americans and stuff like that. Like, look at, look at your country. Look at this. Look at the roads. You know, it's like you have all these resources right. and stuff like that, and you still owe, the, you know, you're always wanting forgiveness. You know, why do you still need the colonial master? When, when it you know, and stuff like that? Yeah, maybe, right. You know, maybe they're not killing you in the streets. I get that. You know what I mean? But, you know, education, people are dying from, you know, a lack of, you know, education and upward mobility in terms of, you know, and, and getting jobs or growing and prospering and, and, and health care and education and all this sort of stuff. So it's not different, you know? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No. No, no. Tony makes Tony makes a great point, you know, and I think that's the thing. You know, we need to educate ourselves about these issues like we need to be curious, you need to understand, you know, about the history, you know, of, you know, black people in America, black people in the world in general, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like we, we talked about this, you know, during the last, um, our last um, podcast sessions, you know, where, you know, and, and, and we've, we've joked about it also where, you know, I called the police, you know, on right. um, mm-hmm. look, look, looking for my, my friend, you know, and the, the cops went to her house and her dad, this was, and we're talking about, this was almost 17 years ago. You know, her dad, after that incident, he called me and he's like, let me explain something to you. And he, he schooled me. He educated <laughs> me on what it means for, right. for police to come to a black man's house because anything can happen. He could have been killed, you know, because they confronted him in a very, very um, abrasive manner. So mm-hmm. he had to teach me. I had to listen and understand where he's coming from because I'm coming from Ghana is a different, we have a different perception. At least back then I had a different perception, you know, on what the authority or what the cops are there for, you know, and it, it, it's, it's different for white people. It's different for black people. So we Mm -hmm. have to, um, we, we have to be educated. We have to learn, you know, about these type of situations. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like what Tony is saying, it's like, you cannot be in your little corner in Ghana and, 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 and be ignorant. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> as if you're living you know? in some paradise. So, um, you know, we're all in it, man. It's a diaspora. Exactly. I think one, one thing I wanted to add, what Lady was saying about um, if you're African and then talking to your African side and then um, sort of people might say, oh, now you've changed, but then because you've lived here, you know the treatment. So that whole duality, that place, but also flip it and think about the African-Americans here. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. growing up in your projects, like they expect you, the people that you came from expect you to be a certain way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then when you start to go into corporate America, you have to act another way to get ahead. So there's always like a fight going on within you of like, 
Um, how am I getting ahead? Am I like selling out? Am I, just because of the mm-hmm. color of your skin. That's what Nipsey and them went through. That's yeah. what Jay-Z went that's through. Why like, that's what me Exactly. That's why some, some, so you see some of these rappers go all the way gang. Some other people to also like flip it and turn all the way corporate because you yeah. always have to be a chameleon. A shape-shifting chameleon. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You, and you and can't also, pick one. And also that's that, how image, that image of like, you know, African-Americans are all sort of, you know, growing up in the projects and that kind of, that's also part of the, you know, um, you, you know, the mind brainwashing that they've, you know, sort of infiltrated the system. Yeah. Like, yes, okay, are yeah. there people in housing? There are some, you know what I mean? But at the same time, when you look at the Karens yeah. and stuff like that happening, look at what happened to the guy in Central Park. This is a bird watcher, yep. you know, who was in, in, in Central yeah. Park. Yeah. Not, you know, like Isn't he like Harvard thing. educated or something? Yeah. 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 He made, they're trying to put in our minds that, oh, it's all inner city and it's all like this. No, this is happening to regular people who are just middle class, like all of us, who are just trying to get through the day. And that you could be shot. You could be shot. I mean, the guy, there was another, the other yeah. Karen that popped up yeah. yesterday. He was just putting some chalk paint in front of his own house. And then, you know, the, oh, the carriage yeah. put up and said, hey, it's not your property. He owns the place. So it's like, it transcends, right. you know? Yeah. It does. Wow. It does. Yeah. But on a um, on a little lighter note, um, I have to say that we have found this <laughs> self isolation very easy <laughs> because of who we are. Does anyone love love. want to speak about that? <laughs> 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 it's so bad that you know the funniest. The funniest one was when Tony in the group in the family group. Tony sent a message and he's like, Dada, did you know that our lifestyle, another name for our lifestyle is called quarantine? (laughs) It's true. I I think for me, the reason why it's been, you know, so, you know, well, yeah, maybe easy and it's been so easy to adapt to is that I have such a huge disdain for for politics and agendas and real motives. And stuff. So when I'm not, you know, in the workplace, even amongst friends, amongst family, like I just oh, don't yeah. like being in the gossip and the yucky. Oh, yes. do you know what yeah. he did? You know what she did? Like yeah. I hate all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. this has helped me separate myself from all that. Right? You only pretty much interact yeah. with the people you want to interact with, and even when you do interact with them, it's at a distance. You know, through Zoom or whatever. So I think that's very, very conducive for my personality, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Jerry, do you want to talk about it? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think naturally, you know, um, I'm the type of person who just likes to keep to myself, like on a natural, like every day, um, even before, you know, COVID, you know. So I think this time you know gave me that opportunity to like really you know really again stick to myself but also to slow down you know because i think i think another thing you know that i've been dealing with for the past you know how many years is always being on the move always being on the move and you miss things you miss things at home you don't see you know it's like 
you think everything is good, but th- you know, it's like you miss things, you know? So I think just everybody being cooped up at home, you know, you're able to like, just like what Tony said, you're able to strengthen those relationships that you really care about, you know, whether it's right. with your siblings, whether with your spouse or your kids, you know, and you are able to kind of like deal with people from a distance, you know, yes, you have to interact with people. You still have to work. You still have to get on the video calls and everything. But I think ultimately, you know, it gives you a little bit more control about your, uh, uh, a little bit more control over your personal time and your mm-hmm. your space and who you choose to interact with. And I, and I like that. And I, and right. I really like that, you know, so, you so that, that's been a very big plus for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, just to add to that, just the way like lots of stuff I've been um, reading now and just like thinking about how the world works and how I'm seeing like a lot of it is based on just the energy you put out. I think especially when you go into work, like what Tony was saying, the different energies of people, man, some of that energy just fucking with you. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So it's actually been kind of a cleansing um, to not be around some things that maybe you hadn't even noticed was affecting you in a certain way. Word up. And it, it's a good time to just sort of reset, hit the reset yes. button. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. Yeah. For sure. For me, actually, quarantine and my regular life is no different. <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> same, same these. <laughs> <laughs> it's a breeze. It's a breeze. It's gonna be a breeze. It's a breeze. Mama is the one having a tough time with it, but yeah. Dada and Mama, I are taking it easy. Mama breeze. Roll my head in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> social bird. She's having a tough time. Dada and I were like, "Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> you good? You good?" <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. to dovetail back to this whole black thing happening, I think you know mm-hmm. one message that I want, especially the younger people, to take, which is just sad that I'm in my 40s mm-hmm. and I'm starting to realize it now, is that whole kind of you know inferiority sort of thing that has been pl- you've been thrust into without you even knowing, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's like mm-hmm. To apologize for something that you have no reason apologizing for. I remember I was telling, I don't know what I was telling NT or yeah, I think I was telling NT that you know, like for example, in the in the team I work at at work is me, you know, and a, a Caucasian guy and two other younger black guys. So they're a little bit younger. I'll say maybe twenty seven, and the other guy is twenty five, and we all work in a team. And there's been times when, let's say, you know, maybe you know the white guy is on vacation or it's not you know, at work or he's traveling or whatever. So it's just me and the two, you know, younger black guys. And I was actually telling Araceli this too. And you sort of going to meetings, either going to an onsite or like having, you know, people come to the office and then we're going. And before the meeting, we are saying, yo, how are they going to think that it's three black guys? You know, are they going to, you know, is it going to be weird? Are they gonna, like, you know, like we are almost like, yeah. like yeah. how is this even a conversation? You know, especially me being sort of a pseudo, like kind of like maybe let's say the leader of the team and even having this conversation. And it's a conversation we are actively having about, yo, it's going to be mad weird, man. And even after the, yeah. after the meeting, we talk yeah. about it like, yo, did you see how the meeting started? But by the end, 
you know, they were like, oh, okay, maybe these guys, uh, you know, it's not just maybe affirmative action or something. They're actually here doing the right yeah. type of yeah. work. You know what right. I mean? Like those right. type of inferiority things, like feeling weird that you are the only black yeah. person at a conference, feeling weird that you yeah. are the only black person on this. Yeah. Way, like you have to stop mentally apologizing for that. You have to stop. It's a God-given thing. You yeah. didn't choose yeah. what yeah. you were born yeah. with. You had no right. choice in it. There's no need to apologize. It's yeah. just your There's mind. Nothing wrong who with you it. are as a person. There's nothing wrong with it. But you've been almost been taught to apologize, like you know, and be. You are walking on eggshells because people might yeah. be racist, yeah. and you are the one walking on eggshells. Like how? How am I apologizing for your stupidity? You know. Yeah. So the young people should, yeah. you know, I think they already the Gen Z. They already get it. But I think the people who are, let's say, a little bit older than Gen Z, you need to walk in that strength that you have nothing to apologize for. Just move with integrity and move with the strength of your mind, what you're bringing to the table. Even if you are scared, whatever, like in terms of oh, what you say might be dumb. Everybody is scared. It does has nothing to do with the color yeah. of your skin. I really want to put that out there because it's an epiphany for me. Yeah, no, that's so important. Yeah. That's it. Good point. So, <laughs> is NT still on? I think so. Oh. Jerry, mm. can you hear? Yeah, I can hear, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird connection. It's, it's a COVID connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but tony that was a, a very good point can you guys hear me i can hear yeah, you can hear, you're okay, right. yeah, you hear yeah. Me? yeah yeah i can hear you yeah no i mean yeah just just to add on to what tony was saying i think i completely you know agree because i've been faced with that situation you know same exact situation many times you know especially at my old job in new york where you know you'll come in and there's three black people why you know what the only ones in the office to, you know, that day and we're like uh oh oh boy what are they going to, you know, when they walk in here, what's going to happen? They left the three right. people, in, you know, and, and, it, and I think you do, it's almost like some, it, again, it's a, some sort of solidarity type thing, you know, but I can see how that can affect your self-confidence, you know, in terms of, of you know, on, on, on a day to day, you know, so I think it's, it's something, something definitely to take to heart and everybody needs to work on that, you know, cause I think we do it. We do often, we do that more often than we even realize that we're doing it. So, Yeah. Because there's no time yeah. white people are in the office and they're saying that, uh-oh, just I'm a bunch of white dudes, uh-oh. <laughs> never happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a whole relearning process. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. How we see ourselves, how we, we need people to see us. And mm -hmm. yeah, we're not even asking for anything. Jeez, we're just asking for equality. Anyone, is, it's not like we're speaking, saying we I all need to lady. be president or something. Like, what the hell? It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. Cool. Hmm. Anyway, so I think we can wrap it up for this week and then we'll see when I get this is almost like a special <laughs> because yeah. I don't know if, but I'm thinking that maybe along the way we'll get like ideas for fun topics or whatever that we can do 
you know, that would be great. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. We, no one knows. Yeah. No one knows when this whole thing is gonna be over. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we should definitely do one. You know about what we are individually sort of Ooh, doing. Okay. For, for the future. Yeah. 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 No, but this has been great. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So. Till next time. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.